my name is Jorge Escalante. Um, I'm the Hispanic uh, pastor here at Trinity Church, and um, I'm a father of three beautiful children and a husband of one wife. Um, <laughs> fun fact, let's, let's just get to it. Let's just get to it. Um, so do you guys have, happen to have a, like a quarter or maybe a dollar on you? Maybe you could take it out. Uh, pass it to the front. I'm gonna ha- no. um, if you do, if not, it's fine. Um, President Eisenhower, in 1956, on July 30th, on this day, um, he signs a law officially declaring the nation's motto, in God we trust. That law was required to be printed on all the bills, on all the coins that go out throughout the whole world. And it's very interesting that today we get to preach on trusting God, on faith. So as we get into our message for today, um, allow that to sink into our hearts. In God we trust. Say it with me. In God we trust. Today we get to talk about um, a woman that was sick for 12 years and a man named Jairo and his daughter. And we get to see how they too came to a point in their lives where they needed to trust in God well over their pride well over their social status, well over their honor, well over their wisdom, and their understanding. It just, that was what was left. They needed, they had tried everything else, and now they were going to try to see if Jesus could, could heal them. We've been on a journey uh, through the Bible. We've seen our, our stories of origin, and this, you know, this, this, this being one of them. Um, our plan, our, our goal for this year is to, to be able to go through um, the most prominent or, or more outstanding stories in the Bible. Uh, stories like, like the flood, like the tower uh, of Babel, uh, David and Goliath, or, or, or the daughter, daughter of Jairus, stories that were told to us in Sunday school when we were kids, um, you know, when, stories that we read to our children. We want to take those stories and we want to see how God can speak to us even through those stories. So today we'll get into uh, the story of Jairus and his daughters. Um, the story of, uh, of Jairus is found in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, narrative is basically the same, uh, just a few um, different details in them, but basically it stays the same. So first I want to start, um, I want us to see this story from a, from, a, from a broad perspective, okay? The big picture. And I want to finish, I want to conclude with the narrative of Jairus and his daughter. So as we talk about this subject, let us uh, set our hearts 
before the Lord and ask this question. What life lesson do you want to teach me today? What life lesson do you want to teach me today, Lord? There are many stories in the Bible. There are many many experiences that we go through in life. Some mark our, our lives more than others. This being one of them, especially for me, but I know it will help you too. This passage that, that we find here in chapter 8, uh, and if you want to start turning to your Bibles, chapter 8, um, the book of Luke, um, verses 40 through 56, the story we're about to get into, along with two previous stories in that same chapter, they complete a series of, um, of stories in which our Lord Jesus Christ faced, he faced uh, four adverse elements for man and against which we are powerless. In this same chapter, Jesus faced the hostile forces of nature. He was on a boat with his disciples going across the lake. And there, a storm came, came about and he was, he was napping, he was sleeping. Um, so they go to wake him up. And he calms the storm. The second thing is the spiritual powers uh, of evil. He overcame those. He, he, he beat the, uh, the spiritual powers of evil. And then in the story that we're about to read, he faces incurable diseases and death. In all, in all these cases, our Lord showed his divine power, overcoming without any difficulty those things that are impossible for man. In doing so, his purpose is to show us in advance some of the characteristics of the kingdom, in which uh, the limits imposed by the fall are overcome by the work of Christ. Now, one of the main uh, characteristics of this passage, and probably the one I want to, to, to bring out the most, is that this restorative power of our Lord comes to us through faith. Thus, it was both in the case of the woman with the issue of blood and in the, uh, in the case of Jairus, uh, who saw their faith rewarded. Let's get into our story for today. So here we have Jesus. He had just been rejected by the, by the um, garrisons um, who begged him to leave their land. And as he returned uh, to the western side of the, of the lake, probably to Capernaum, as soon as he arrived, a man named Jairus a uh, leader, one of the leaders of the synagogue, um, met Jesus, who insistently begged him to come with him to his house. As we read, the, uh, you know, the, the chapter here, chapter A, it is, it is a great contrast. We see a great contrast. While some uh, reject him and ask him to leave their surroundings, others wait for him in order to approach him and invite him into their home. 
And this same situation is repeated in our days constantly. Where we as people and even entire nations manifest complete, completely opposite positions towards Jesus. I'm going to read uh, the last part of this um, verse. I know he just read he, the, the story. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, uh, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him uh, except Peter, John, and James and the, children, uh, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were, 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 were wailing and more mourning for, for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She's not dead but asleep. They laughed at him knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told him to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. The gospel writer tells us, that Jairus was one of the leaders of the synagogue. And as we have already considered in previous uh, passages, at this time, the synagogues were practically closed to Jesus. As we remember, the last time that he had been in, in Capernaum in one of the synagogues, the Pharisees had joined with the, with the Herodians. Her, 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 Why do we have to have so hard names? Um, <laughs> just call him Jose or Pedro or something, you know? Um, <laughs> the Pharisees joined with the Herodians in order to destroy him. Because on the Sabbath day, he had healed a man with the withered hand. And now Jairus, one of the leaders of the synagogue, perhaps... From the same synagogue in Capernaum, he went to Jesus to heal his sick daughter. Now imagine with me for a little bit how difficult it must have been for him to ask Jesus for help. Jairus doesn't come up. He doesn't come up with a plan to, to, to bargain with Jesus, saying, listen, um, do me a favor, and I'll see to it that you are taken care of for the rest of your life. Nobody will bother you. Nobody will do anything for you. He probably had that power. Jairus doesn't sneak around at night so that no one sees him. He doesn't do that. Jairus is in a real pickle, and he knows deep inside that Jesus is the only one that can help. When we find ourselves in hard situations, let us not forget 
who Jesus is for us. Let us not forget what he has done for us and what he will continue to do for you. He doesn't care what the people say, what the people will say afterwards. Jairus had everything, but he couldn't do anything for his daughter. But because of his faith, Jesus brings Jairus' daughter back to life. Seems like most of the time, it becomes somewhat humiliating for us to have to ask others for help. But in this case, it was even more painful because Jairus was one of the Jewish rulers. And Jesus was said to have been um, a rabbi who was despised and possessed. I imagine that it must have been very difficult to overcome the what will they say. And in some of our stories, in some of our circumstances, it too may become difficult to overcome the what will they say. My brothers and sisters, how difficult it is for human pride to recognize that we need God. The same God that we have often ignored and belittled. And to ignore the what will people say when they see us approach Jesus. But just as Jairus didn't care at all in that moment, in the middle of the crowd, he was publicly confessing. Jesus is coming to my house. Jesus viene a mi casa. Say it with me in Spanish. Jesus viene a mi casa. Ah, it's not that easy, huh? <laughs> Jairus was a respectable man in his community. He came to Jesus' feet and asked, for his seriously ill daughter. Now all of us who are parents know the pain felt when we see our little ones sick and threatened with death. So humbled at the feet of Jesus, with intense anxiety and tender affection, he pleaded with him. My little daughter is dying. Um, I'm going to ask Josh if he could come forward. I'm going to wrap this thing down. About a year ago, my son Jorge, uh, or as we like to call him, Freeman, um, was diagnosed with a malignant tumor. A pendemoma, I think is what they call him. Uh, in the back of his head, he had a tumor. And although I am not a high official of the church, as Jairus was, I too surrendered at the feet of Jesus, imploring, pleading for his favor for my son. Last week, my son had um, his MRI. 
Uh, we went to his doctor, Dr. Dr. Smith, uh, for a follow-up appointment. And she said, I had to go back to the original MRI scans because I could not find a single trace of the tumor. Yes. She said, I had to go back and compare both of them because I could not understand what had happened. Where, where was it? It all went back. Yeah, and that is. And, and she called it a miracle. I am holding myself back right now, <laughs> trying not to, to be that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, if Sulema was here, she could talk her ear off. She would tell you details that I could not remember. Um, but I too surrendered at the feet of Jesus, imploring. Jairus and the woman with the issue of blood had faith, but they still needed to confess that they needed help that they needed a miracle from God. Now, the first thing we did, and I'm going to tell you the first thing we did, as an example, as a family, is we humble ourselves. We humble ourselves before Jesus. We confessed our faith. And this is the hardest part, trusting in his will, allowing him to do his will. Our humility lays us at the feet of Jesus so that in those tough moments, we are not standing on our own. A wise pastor told me that. Now, it may not seem that as a nation, with everything that's going on, that we trust in God. But as we walk through life, allow your faith, allow your trust, and allow God's will to walk with you, to lead you. In those tough moments, we are not standing on our own. I promise you, I, I never felt alone one single moment, even though we were very close to losing our son. So as we bring our next step cards, steps cards out. I guess my, 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 my question would be, in what situation or what problem or circumstance are you going through? You need to humble yourself before Jesus. That we need to humble ourselves before Jesus.
And it may not be that right now. That is good. I'm, I'm very, very happy for you. Just remember when we find ourselves in those tough moments in life that we have someone, that there is somebody for us, and that he is for us, he is for you. What situation do you need to humble yourself before Jesus? Take a moment and write in your next step card. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Sunday Sermon on the Made for More podcast. If you are not connected in a church community, we would love to connect with you. Send us a message on social media or fill out a digital next steps card at encountertrinity.com slash next steps.